Your business is on the runway, ready for takeoff, yet your team is not even making contact. You're exhausted, and the business needs to make more money to stay successful. What do you do next? Welcome to Ask the Coach with professional business coach Oliver Baisner. If you're ready to soar to new heights with your business and be the pilot of your own successful destiny, stay tuned. We're ready to roll. Now, here's your host, Oliver Baisner. Morning, everyone. Oliver Baser here. Welcome to the show. So excited to be talking to you about money today. We're going to talk about money for an hour. If you don't have any, you're going to learn something. If you have a lot, you're going to learn something. How to invest it, how to maybe free some cash up. And so let me give you a quick stat. You know, here in Canada, 44% of Canadians say that they are satisfied with their financial situation in a recent survey completed by Willis Tower Watson. Only 44%. That's a scary number. That means over half of Canadians are not happy, and we've got even scarier stats for you a little bit later in the show um, about our American counterparts. So I've got financial planner and money coach Tom Fikes with me today. Say hi to everyone, Tom. Great. Hi, everyone. Great to have you on the show. And uh, Tom's favorite piece of advice for people concerned that they aren't prepared for retirement comes from the east, not the west. It's a Chinese proverb. The best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The second best time is now. And now is when Tom can help right here on the show. In fact, if you've got uh, questions, make sure you give us a call. Uh, one of Tom's favorite moments as a coach is helping people realize their dreams faster than they anticipated. He says, it's great to be able to tell someone who hopes to retire within five years that, in fact, they can retire now. Uh, there's no single road to personal financial fulfillment, says Tom, and the journey is, an, is as important as the destination. So true. It's about the journey, folks. Tom has a CFP designation. He's a financial planner, money coach with Money Coaches Canada. Don't let that scare you off if you don't live in Canada because we are going to talk about planning that, that is universal, that works in all parts of the world. And so I'm so excited to have him here. He's only one of 19 money coaches in the entire country, which makes him part of an elite group. And here's another thing that he's been quoted to say, I like to get to know my clients and get them excited about their possibilities, Tom says. Once we crystallize their retirement goals, we can plant the seeds to achieve them. So welcome to the show, Tom. I, I'm so excited to have you here. Let's dig right into that stat. Like, that's horrible. Over sure. half of Canadians aren't feeling that they're financially secure. Is that, I mean, is that true? Thanks, and uh, thanks for inviting me. It's, it's great to be here. Um, yes, that stat, uh, when you flip the stat around, more than half of the people are stressed about money or stressed about their finances. And uh, usually, uh, you know, part of the stress is, is about uh, not knowing where you're at and, uh, you know, helping de determine your goals and laying out your, your financial, your personal life and matching your finances to your personal life, you may find that just the knowledge of, of understanding where you're at helps relieve, relieve, relieve that stress and uh, makes you feel more in control. Excellent. Interesting. So I'm going to share some more stats here because I did some research for the show and, and some of these stats blew my mind. You know, most Americans couldn't come up with $1,000 to fund an, an emergency right now, including families who make over $100,000. I mean, that's unbelievable. And then when we go into some other stats, you know, we talk about our millennials, right? Millennials are, are kind of the next up and coming wave of demographic. 24% of millennials demonstrate basic financial literacy. Okay, so that's only a quarter of them. And yet 69% of them surveyed rate their financial knowledge as high. That's according to the National Endowment uh, for Financial Education study that was done. 
you know, here's another one. Among adults who have combined finances in current or previous relationships, two out of five fess up to committing financial adultery. In other words, they've hidden some spending or some debt that uh, they've acquired. That, I mean, that's 40%. Tom, do you see that when, you, when you're meeting with people? Is it, is it really scary sometimes? Managing your money, Oliver, is, is, about, is not all about just the numbers. Uh, it's the emotional tie to your to your money, and uh, we we find this over and over again with our clients um, that be taking control of your finances is is both an emotional experience as well as a numbers experience, and and that's why you see these these kinds of uh, negative activities, squirreling money away or spending more than you make, um, not taking control. Um, it's there's just something funny about money. It's uh, it's not something we talk about very well. Um, you know, they, they say that when people will talk, talk more freely about sex than they want to talk about their money. Uh, so we need to turn that around and make money a more of a conversation and easy easier conversation to uh, to get away, get rid of those myths and uh, be more be more open about it so that you can take control and be be uh, comfortable with it. Um, everybody's money experience is different. And uh, one of the thing, one of the myths is uh, trying to keep up with your neighbors. Uh, be yourself. Um, establish your own goals, and uh, then you'll feel more comfortable with your with your uh, money progress and uh, your money money journey, as we talked about earlier. Wow, so interesting. So, do you think that I mean we don't talk about money? So, do you think people are embarrassed to actually admit how bad some of their finances are? Is that part of it? I mean, I often wonder. You know, you could help probably anybody that walked into your office. True. Yes. Um, you know, it's in terms of financial planning, it's not a cookie cutter cutter experience. It's all about how you match your finances with your personal life. And, and uh, the way we, our society is structured, we measure ourselves to, through, our, through our money, um, but our money is, doesn't necessarily have to steward what, how we want to live our life. And so we need to turn that around and say, how do I want to live my life? And then, and then say, okay, that's my, that's my personal plan. Now, how do I connect my money into my personal plan and make it work? What do you say to that person who's who's listening out there right now, who's thinking, oh yeah, that's great for people who have enough to actually squirrel some away or put a plan together, but I can't even make ends meet every month. There's there's just no way, right? What do you say to that person? Because you've you've come across them, I'm sure. Right. Um, you know, we're not necessarily none of us are born with money management skills. It's something that you do have to learn over time. We, uh, we learn money management skills from our, our parents. We learn it from, uh, from people around us. And, uh, and some people learn it at a different place, pace than others. Uh, so, um, you know, if you're not able to, uh, to uh, tra track your money and, and be comfortable with your, your, your spending, uh, then you you may need to develop some skills, develop uh, tracking skills, and develop uh, money management skills so that you can be more in control. And if, by being in control, then you can start planning uh, or further into the future. Agreed. I mean, it's the same. You know, you're a money coach. I'm a business coach. Without a plan, I can guarantee you they're going to get there because there's no plan, right? Right. You just don't know where there is. Yeah. And so, uh, so often I've said that. And so, 
you know, you've you've obviously come across people who've been struggling, and you've you've had to deal with divorce, and and how do you separate those finances? You've dealt with people who've had money, so you've had that full range of of clients that you've been working with, mm. and so. What's the common denominator in terms of somebody being successful? I, I think that uh, money success is is uh, how closely you match your money uh, money management or your money assets to your personal life. It doesn't mean that you are making millions. It just means that you are uh, coordinating your life with your finances and, and making it work properly. Um, I've worked with people with uh, with millions of dollars, and they're stressed. Why are they stressed? Um, they're they're they've built some myths into their into their brains, into their heads, and f it comes from their parents or it comes from uh, their their upbringing, and uh, their their the, the money kind of action feels stressful. Um, so they're scared to lose it. They're scared. To, they're, there's fear, right? There's uh, fear around. Uh, what if I make a mistake? Well. If you can turn that into a, uh, insert that into a personal plan, then you realize how much surplus you have, and that surplus, hopefully, melts away the stress. Um, so be, be, be more. Find out how that money matches to your goals, and let let those myths uh, melt away. And it's interesting you say melt away the stress because I find that even with myself, if I have a certain amount of money sitting in my bank account, right? Mm -hmm. I just call that my kind of my backup cushion money, mm -hmm. right? And and you know if I've got a certain number there, I sleep better at night, right? I just need to have you know so much money sitting available as cash, liquid money. Now the rest is invested, that's fine, but there's a sort of that cushion and, and is you know I'm guessing that barometer is different for different people because I know that you know my partner Maria she's got a different barometer than I do. Do you find that in couples? I sure do. Uh, men are from Mars and women women are from Venus and uh, even in money. Even in money. How does that show up? Uh, and don't expect to uh, have the same relationship with money than than your spouse. Um, and uh, you need to you know have regular conversations about money and uh, maybe even schedule a once a month conversation about your concerns around money so that uh, and don't don't assume that your spouse is on the same page or feels the same stress um, yeah so we're, we're all different and uh, we we need to uh, perhaps uh, if in terms of a, a couple situation by writing things down and putting to get putting it into uh, you know, together goals or bundle your goals together and bundle your finances together and, and start talking to the plan, then you then you start to melt your perspectives together and uh, you're able to uh, discuss things uh, more freely. I totally agree with you on that. You know, let's talk about financial advisors because there's 90,000 of them alone in Canada, mm -hmm. right? And so there's hundreds of thousands of financial advisors across the world, right? I mean, I don't know a good one from a bad one, but I know that there's a difference with you and Money Coaches Canada and that you're fee-based. So, you know, tell me about, you know, how are you different because you're fee-based? And then, you know, the listeners that are listening who are thinking, well, but I can go down the street and get free advice, right? So why would I pay someone to get that advice? Let's talk about that. Sure. Um, so fee-for-service, I call myself a fee-for-service financial planner or fee-for-service money coach um, because I'm providing a service for a fee directly to the client. It's a transparent fee and it has no link to the financial products, uh, whether it's insurance or investments or banking or loans or whatever. So we're, 
so I'm pro providing a coach or we're providing a coaching experience or, or planning experience so that the, uh, the, the person can take, take control of your financial framework and then decide what sort of products they need. And, uh, and that, that way they feel like they're talking to a coach that is unbiased, has no conflict of interest, and, uh, and it doesn't matter which product they choose uh, because the coach gets, gets compensated the same way through that transparent uh, fee that we talked about. Um, and let's be honest, they're paying a fee everywhere else too, they just don't see it up front. And, and nothing's for free. Uh, so if you're not paying a fee, say, say at, a, at a banking institution, um, then you're probably being sold a product and not really getting very much minimal planning exercise. And really, the planning should be uh, your planning framework, your, your personal financial framework should be the, the first thing you explore. And then the in investment products would be inserted into your plan, not the other way around. Uh, so nothing is for free. Uh, and uh, yeah, Or you get what you pay for sometimes too, You get too, what right? you pay for. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, so you're different in that, if I'm hearing you right, you're different because you're not tied necessarily to certain funds. I mean, if I'm working for, for a certain brand of bank, they may actually have a preferred relationship, of course, with their own funds, right? But so That's they may be swayed. I wouldn't say that they're not going to try and be impartial, but of course, there's probably higher commissions to that person in there the bank. There are biases. They're yeah, definitely they're high, be different different types of commission structures. There's a bias. They're they're wanting to sell their uh, their financial instruments instead of somebody else's. Um, when this is happening, how do you know this is the best fit for your personal finances? Um, would you go to an auto parts store to fix your car? Of course not. Never. Uh, you, I'm I'm the financial mechanic, so I'm helping you structure that and fix your finances. And the, uh, the, the store, auto parts store, is basically the products that fit into that, uh, that mechanical plan. Um, so it needs to, you need to know the mechanics around your finances need to be worked on and not the product. Excellent. So what if I'm sitting out there and I'm so embarrassed because my finances are so bad that I'm even you know, embarrassed or scared to share that with somebody like an expert like yourself because I feel like I might get judged. Um, you're going to think that, holy smokes, you know, how's this person, you know, so far in debt, um, you know, at their age? Like, what do you say to that person? Like, how do you, how does that person approach someone and get that help? Because obviously they need it, but they're embarrassed to, to admit it. Yeah, and in the financial services industry, there is a perception uh, created by investment advisors that you have to have a minimum amount of savings, like uh, whatever, 200000 or 500000 Otherwise, they won't look at you. And this is... This is and some of them won't. Yeah, they just won't. They just say, no, I, I, don't, I, don't, uh, I don't have time for you. Um, so they're, they're biased by the way that they're paid commission. Uh, so, we, so we need to separate from that. And that's why I provide this coaching experience where I am, I'm not paid by that, uh, that particular uh, product compensation. And I work with people all the way through the seven stages of financial well-being, uh, trademarked by Money, Money Coaches Canada. So whether they are in financial chaos at the bottom of the scale, or they're working through stability and security of their finances and, and uh, building financial freedom, those, all, all of those stages are, have specific uh, uh, coaching opportunities for the client to help them take control, uh, save time and money, and lower their stress. 
Interesting. So you mentioned the seven stages of financial well-being, and I know we're going to talk about that after the break because, you know, the, you know, those of you listening, I mean, the, you don't have to pay Tom today. He's going to take you through it on the show. You know, that's that's the benefit of having an expert here on the show is, uh, you know, normally you'd have to actually work with Tom to be able to get this information, but Tom's going to share it on the on the show for you. And if you have any questions around money and finances or uh, you just want to know more around the seven stages, you know, feel free to give us a call after the break. Uh, number here is 1-866-472-5790. That's to give us a call. That's 1-866-472-5790. We're going to go to break and we'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. At Sonic Breakthrough Coaching, we work with business owners and leaders to get the results they need. You can focus on the horizon, break barriers, and navigate change. Stop flying around in circles and get ready to break through to new levels of success. Sonic Coaching has a proven track record of helping entrepreneurs and leaders improve financial performance and success. It's time to turn around negative performance and morale. Instead, let sales soar and take profit performance to new levels. Sonic Breakthrough Coaching can provide the right tools and systems to get you where you want to go. We function as the CEO and executive team's co-pilot. Visit SonicCoaching.com. Rise to amazing heights with your team. Join successful business owners and leaders who have let Sonic Breakthrough Coaching pilot them to success. Visit SonicCoaching.com today. Sonic Coaching, helping good businesses break through to great. We're on the web at SonicCoaching.com. Propelling your business to new heights is easier than you think. Sonic Breakthrough Coaching can help provide the right tools you need to get there. Sonic Breakthrough Coaching works with business owners to improve both team and financial performance and with a proven track record of successfully helping owners and leaders turn around negative performance and morale and soar sales and profit performance to new levels. The time is now. Sonic Breakthrough Coaching, helping good businesses break through to great. Visit soniccoaching.com. Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business. You're tuned in to Ask the Coach with Oliver Basner. To reach the show today, call us at 1 866 472 5790. That's 1 866 472 5790. Now, back to Ask the Coach. Welcome back, everyone. So happy to have Tom Fikes here today with uh, Money Coaches Canada. We've been talking about money, how to acquire it, how to how to put a plan together. Uh, in a minute here, he's going to share the seven stages of financial well-being. But before we do that, a couple of more stats for you. Just 46% of Americans have a rainy day fund. That's less than half. That's scary. And then the number of consumers age 60, get this, the number of consumers age 60 and older with student loan debt has quadrupled over the last decade. Why? Because they're going to school? No, because the parents are boring for their children's education and forsaking their own well-being into retirement. Just unbelievable. And so, Tom, again, thank you for being here. 
And I really want to talk about, I mean, this is trademarked to Money Coaches Canada, but this applies around the world, correct? The seven stages of financial well-being? Yes, uh, we, we, call it, uh, we've, we call it the seven stages of financial well-being, and it applies to everybody around the world, not just Canada. So what are they? Uh, so let me th let me go from the top to the bottom, or bottom to the top, or whichever way you want to call it. Uh, number one, financial chaos. That's where you are in fear, you have guilt, you have shame, and you're having trouble even sharing your your, your stress and, and avoiding and abdicating, and uh, can't really move forward. So you're in chaos, and and uh, your head's in the sand, and you just can't move forward. And it's likely not going to get better while your head's in the sand. You, yeah, you really can't take you can't move forward until you start taking control. Okay. Um, so we're moving up to number two, uh, financial avoidance. Uh, you may not you still have your head in the sand and you and uh, and you're you're in paralysis and you're confused about finances. You may not quite be in in total chaos, uh, but you're still have, struggling to move forward and you're frustrated and uh, your finances are disorganized. Uh, and you're having difficulty moving forward. So, that, so in that stage, you're actually your head's out of the sand. Now you realize there's a mess, but you don't really know what to do about it. You, yeah, you're 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 still avoiding it. You realize there's a mess, and your head's in the sand, out of the sand, and you, you you're struggling. Okay. Um, so then, uh, so what we need to do is is when we're working with somebody that's uh, that's that's struggling with that, we need to get them to that awareness stage, and that's what I call financial awareness number three. And uh, so now you you've uh, piqued your curiosity. Uh, you, you're 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 actually uh, taking information in. You're learning, and you're starting to accept your uh, current state of state of affairs. Um, and sometimes what I see is people will toggle between financial awareness and a financial avoidance move back and forth because when they become aware they feel like oh this is really hard and overwhelming and probably. overwhelming and then I then I drop back to avoidance so this is a great place to talk to a money coaching professional to move you into awareness and, and up to the up to the next stage of of your financial well-being um, and stop dropping back into avoidance uh, so the next stage in terms of, uh, so now you're you're becoming more aware and uh, you at least know what your current state is. Uh, now we want to uh, develop some financial stability and that's number four. Um, so that's where you are are starting to become stable and you're starting to live within your means and, and uh, there's some more thought about uh, saving for the future and there's uh, there's uh, a more uh, emphasis on uh, solidifying your finances and having an emergency fund um, and you're feeling better about your finances and your behaviors are more organized and and you're seeking and building information so that's where you're starting to stabilize your finances uh, that doesn't mean that you're finished and you're ready to retire but you uh, you found a way to stabilize your finances and move and uh, that stable stability provides a foundation to continue your journey up the stages um, so as we continue our journey we uh, want to work towards financial security which is number five now you're not only stable but you're providing you're trying you're taking more control you're more confident about your finances and uh, there, you're starting to uh, make uh, accelerating through your your awareness and your and your control and you're 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 saving even further into the future, and that's helping you in terms of uh, thinking long term and right out to uh, perhaps retirement, 
and uh, and you're juggling goal, juggling uh, different types of goals. So your education for your kids, uh, uh, buying a new buying a, your next car, uh, you know, saving for retirement, uh, saving for a cottage. Um, so now you're 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 securing your finances in in the, the present state as well as as uh, working towards the future. You're less stressed and uh, you're not as worried about your finances as you would be in the first four stages. And uh, as you start as you continue to secure your finances, you start to see your journey work towards financial freedom, and that's number six. And that's where you are. You have this sense of achievement. Um, you're really in control and uh, you have a life purpose and, and uh, you don't see retirement as a difficult thing anymore and uh, it's starting retirement starting to look like it's a it's a possibility and it's right around the corner and that's that uh, when you become financially independent that is the point where you don't have to work anymore you don't have to add income and that's uh, that's what financial independence or financial freedom is about that's number six and um, you can, you can stop at number six if you like. That's fine. You can retire and enjoy yourself. Um, and uh, there is one more stage. I call it financial fulfillment. And uh, that's when you uh, actually leverage uh, your wealth and your finances in a way that that uh, that, that uh, helps you uh, develop a complete peace of mind, helps you become generous in the community, um, and uh, really just... Ex, uh, extend your personal goals and extend your your life with your family and friends and and uh, be be totally at ease with your money. That's where your money's making money for you. Yeah, well, actually, your money is working, making your money for you from five, six, and seven. Okay, you know, security, freedom, and fulfillment. Um, but certainly now you're in a, at the fulfillment stage. Your money is uh, working for you as well as working for your community. So tell me about. I mean, those are great stages, right? But if I'm in financial chaos, which is stage one. Right, and like I can't even fathom getting to financial stability. Never mind, which is level four, as you mentioned. Never mind financial security, financial freedom, financial fulfillment, which is three more stages up. Like, tell me about a time where you where you had that happen. Like a client who's in financial chaos. Like, how do you get them there? How do you even start? Well, yes, and and that's that's the the important. The, there's no shortcut in terms of these stages from one to seven. Um, so when a client so no get, get rich quick is what you're saying. No, it's it's a slow journey. It's get rich. In yeah. fact, if it's boring, it's probably better, right? Yeah, investing is boring, and financial planning is is boring. If it's if financial planning is exciting, there's probably something wrong. You're taking too much risk, maybe. You're taking too much risk, or you're spending too much. Uh, you're living living today, not tomorrow. That right. kind of thing, and you uh, you end up uh, your head is in the sand, and you end up in chaos uh, without really even knowing it. Um, so, uh, um, so when I work with uh, people in, in chaos, first of all, we need to know where we're at. How bad is the situation? Because um, people in chaos tend to know, not really know what the situation is. They just know it feels very bad. Right. Uh, so, let's look at all of your liabilities, your your debts, and your assets, and and your income, and and start to piece together. What really is happening right now? How much are you spending over your lim over your income? How bad is that? Is it uh, are you spending a few hundred dollars a extra a month, or is it a couple thousand extra a month on top of your income? How how bad is the bleeding? And so then you have some measures to work with. So you have to get real with yourself, with your money. Get real with what's happening today. Right. Right. 
Um, so how bad is the situation? It might not actually be as bad as you are assuming. We just, just need to know what, how bad it is. And when, once we take control of the current situation and know, have, have measures around where you're at today, we can start to make improvements. And when you start to, to make improvements, now you're moving up this up from the from chaos and start starting to organize your yourself. So tell us about a time that you had a client like that. Like you must have had more than one over the years in financial chaos when you got there. Well, I worked with a client that uh, um, had just recently bought a, a Dodge Caravan, uh, and uh, and they couldn't figure out why they were spending more than they were they were making, and so. Uh, they, they they connected with me and said, you know, Tom, uh, why, you know, what's what's going on? We just can't. We're we're, we're treading water and we can't seem to get out of it. And uh, and when we started to look at their cash flow, we realized that they were, they had built up some student loans. They had uh, added this car loan. They they have their their rent to pay and and all of their personal finances. It ended up be, being too much cash flow. And and uh, how do you fi- how do you figure that out? Well, you need to to focus on what are your fixed expenses, what are your day-to-day monthly expenses, and also what are the expenses that happen throughout the year, like uh, car repairs or like property tax or something something that's more of a annual thing. Um, so taking control of a 12-month cycle of spending is is informative. Because then you know over a 12-month period how much more debt you're going to go into, how much of a problem we need to fix. So I talked to these uh, people and we realized you need to sell the car. That's all there is to it. Um, there is there's no other room to uh, move move around. So uh, the Dodge Caravan was put on the market, and uh, it, we I suggested buying an older older model car, and uh, that was one of the one of the major steps to get. To get real about their finances. So then, from there, you help them to start progress and, and move through the stages. Yes, and and so you you look for the big fish in terms of uh, managing money and, right. and try to find what is what's the what's the biggest problem to fix, and then you uh, you take uh, c- control of the small things that are going on, and all the way to the point where you are back to a balanced uh, balanced cash flow, balanced monthly cash flow, balanced monthly uh, spending. Live within your means. That is the goal in terms of financial, getting out of financial chaos. Excellent. So now, if I'm in, let's say, one of those middle stages where maybe I'm already starting to achieve some financial stability or security, maybe even a little bit of financial freedom, you know, how do you help those clients? So like, what are you looking for at that point? Because probably, I'm going to guess, normally these aren't people in their 20s and 30s. They're probably more in their 50s and likely their 60s. And so, you know, do they need you? And 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 if so, how do how do you help them? Uh, yeah, middle middle income people that are uh, part way up the uh, the seven stages uh, at around four stability or five security, um, they're starting to they're they're juggling lots of goals, and those goals are fire, fairly substantial. Like how much do I put into retirement savings, and how much do I put into my kids' post secondary education, and uh, when am I going to pay down my mortgage, and uh, how do I save for my next car? So so there's multiple goals going on, and what those those uh, people need is some way to puzzle this all together and uh, and make the plan real and each goal separated so that they can uh, see that there's progress in each and every category. 
Um, and and that sometimes is hard to do, especially if with your 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 dual income, you're both working, you've got kids at home, you just need a, a coach to help you through that experience. You know, you tweaked me. You said something interesting. You know, save for that next car. People actually do that because. You know, it seems like everybody you talk to, they've either got a car loan or they're leasing a vehicle, which I, I look at, you know, and sometimes in, in business situations, it makes more sense. But to me, that looks like you're renting a car, quite frankly, and because uh, you're buying more car than you probably could afford. Do people actually still save money for the next car or is everybody leasing and, and, and just getting loans? It seems like almost nobody is saving for the next car. It really does. Um, that is the... Uh, that's the that's the sales pitch when you go to the uh, the dealership. Um, they're looking for opportunities to sell, whether it's leasing to a business or leasing to a personal uh, person, um, and uh, providing seven-year loans, zero uh, percent interest. It's uh, there's all kinds of candy, and uh, and uh, it's it's tricky. It's it's difficult to. Um, uh, for for a consumer to uh, sidestep all the candy and uh, and uh, you know buy a car you can afford or save at least save at least fifty percent of the car price and and uh, minimize the loan instead of instead of having no money down and zero percent interest. Um, when if you think uh, if you think about uh, buying a car with no money down, it takes you seven years to pay it off. When the seventh year comes up, now you're starting to think about buying the next car. So there, you're never going to have any, any uh, that cash flow will always be used up for or value, right? The car's worth nothing after yeah. seven years, yeah. probably, the if car, not sooner. It's depreciated, it depreciates very fast. How often you use it, right? I mean, I was sharing with you, my car is paid for, right? I, I don't have a car loan and, and I'm quite happy not to. I've had car loans in the past in certain mm -hmm. situations, but it just seems to me that you know by the time we we cover the car loan and then we want to take a vacation, so you know we maybe throw that on a line of credit or a credit card, and you know are people even paying their mortgages off? Because now you can get mortgages where you know they're tied to a line of credit. The more you pay off, the more money you can borrow. Are you finding that people are are dipping into those credit lines tied to their mortgages more than they used to? People are cash flow cash flow focused. Uh, and so they don't they don't seem to mind that a car loan will continue to be a fixture in their finances forever and ever um, and that's that's cash flow that's cash flow focused until it, something happens until something happens and then uh, you know if you lose employment then you still have that car payment so you're you're becoming less financially stable with with uh, debt that you perhaps didn't need to have yeah interesting so you know, as, as we're talking about these stats and we're talking about how you can help people, you know, the one thing the one thing I've heard you say is look for the biggest the biggest chunk of expenditure. So in the one case with the client, it was the, it was the vehicle. I also heard you say that some people are overspending by you know you've seen as much as two thousand a month. That boggles my mind. That's not sustainable. How do they even do that, right? You know, that's almost <laughs> you know not the not the point fingers, but our governments do that. Right, mm -hmm. they just keep spending and printing more money, you know, in order to cover the money they need, right, or the expenditures. So, what do you say to that person who says, "But I deserve a vacation, Tom. I work hard. Like I've been, you know, busting my butt all year, and I deserve this vacation." Yeah, I can't afford it, but I'm going to throw it on my credit card. What do you say to that person? Um, well, you need need to save before you spend. Um, now, remember that governments don't retire. 
uh, governments will continue on and they don't have to save for retirement. They can just continue to pay their debt and pay their debt. So that so it's a different entity than your personal finances. So if you do want to retire, there needs to be a growth in your wealth. Uh, you need to grow enough wealth that you can start, you can uh, get to a point where you don't have to earn any more income. And that's not the same as the government. Um, so yeah, so we need, so we need to be uh, more focused on um, paying off our debts by the time. One of the one of the mantras of retiring is to get rid of all your debt, get rid of your mortgage debt, get rid of, get rid of your personal debt, and get to the point where retirement is not that expensive, um, and uh, and you've saved enough to move forward. Excellent. So we are going to go to break here shortly, Tom. And uh, for those of you listening, remember, if you have any questions or you have any questions for Tom or any insights uh, for our other listeners, uh, give us a call, 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. As we're talking about money, I know after the break, I want to talk to Tom a little bit about, you know, so let's give our listeners, when we get back, some tips some techniques, some things they could look for to find those pennies. I've always said you take, you look after the pennies, the dollars take care of themselves, right? And so let's let's see if we can help our listeners if they're struggling right now and you know can't make ends meet. Let's let's help them out when we get back. Are you okay with that? So we can give them some ideas. We can do that, Oliver. Excellent. So uh, we're gonna go to commercial, and we'll be right back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Propelling your business to new heights is easier than you think. Sonic Breakthrough Coaching can help provide the right tools you need to get there. Sonic Breakthrough Coaching works with business owners to improve both team and financial performance and with a proven track record of successfully helping owners and leaders turn around negative performance and morale and soar sales and profit performance to new levels. The time is now. Sonic Breakthrough Coaching, helping good businesses break through to great. Visit soniccoaching.com. At Sonic Breakthrough Coaching, we work with business owners and leaders to get the results they need. You can focus on the horizon, break barriers, and navigate change. Stop flying around in circles and get ready to break through to new levels of success. Sonic Coaching has a proven track record of helping entrepreneurs and leaders improve financial performance and success. It's time to turn around negative performance and morale. Instead, let sales soar and take profit performance to new levels. Sonic Breakthrough Coaching can provide the right tools and systems to get you where you want to go. We function as the CEO and executive team's co-pilot. Visit soniccoaching.com. Rise to amazing heights with your team. Join successful business owners and leaders who have let Sonic Breakthrough Coaching pilot them to success. Visit soniccoaching.com today. Sonic Coaching, helping good businesses break through to great. We're on the web at soniccoaching.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're tuned in to Ask the Coach with Oliver Basner. To reach the show today, call us at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. 
Now, back to Ask the Coach. Welcome back, everyone. Oliver Basner here. We've got Tom Fikes. He's a money coach with Money Coaches Canada. The entire show, we've been talking about money. We've been talking about, you know, how he helps his clients and, and some of the stats as well, which are a little bit scary. Here's another one for you. Less than a third of Americans have a financial plan. Less than a third. That's mind-boggling to me that, that people can go through life and not have a financial plan. And so, you know, the other stat I shared with you is that uh, consumers age 60 and older are acquiring student loan debt on behalf of their children. But here's another one around student loans. Almost half of student loan holders express concern about their ability to pay off their student loan debt. That's, again, over half, or almost half, I should say, of student loan holders don't even think they can get paid off. How scary is that? And so, Tom, you know, we, we talked uh, during the commercial, we talked a little bit about fees and that, you know, sometimes there's an advantage if you've got wealth that you have a little bit of an advantage around fees. And so let's talk about fees because I think that's that hidden component when people are investing their money where they hear, well, it's only a 2.5% fee, but is it really, right? And how, does, how can they reduce some of those fees? Help us out. Right, uh, Oliver. Um, in terms of investments or return, you, when, when you want to grow your money or help your money grow for you, uh, you want that money to work for you and you have it invested or you want to, to be invested to grow. To grow. And uh, so ex the expectations going forward over the next 10 years is that a balanced portfolio of investments uh, would uh, achieve something some in the range of 5 to 6% um, and that's before fees. So, so imagine if you're paying two and a half percent off the top. So now your investments are only making, you know, the, around uh, two and a half, three percent, and uh, and then you uh, remove inflation. That's two percent. So your real return on your investments is, it could be around a half percent. And that's why people are wondering, why am I not getting ahead? Uh, because there's too much erosion in those fees, and there's and uh, and. Maybe you're you're getting us too much service, or you're not getting enough service uh, for the fees that you're paying. And they're forgetting about inflation. Yep. And you're forgetting about inflation. So we, uh, you know, when you work with a financial planner, that that inflation component is included, and the the reasonable rates of returns are included as to move forward and uh, taking control of those fees or, or or adjusting the investment service is is usually a, a one of the components. Um, there are a range of products that uh, that you can uh, utilize to reduce your fees. You can go all the way down to the lowest fee products that are self-directed, and that would be exchange-traded funds. Exchange-traded funds in uh, North America can be as low as 0.1% of your portfolio, so you're really getting low on the fees instead of the 2.5% for retail mutual funds. Um, if you're not inclined to uh, to be completely self-directed because that takes time and energy to to decide how your portfolio is structured. You have to do all the ordering yourself, and, and it's uh, work, right? And, and I work. may be a little bit nervous yeah. about doing that myself. When so I there are there are there's a spectrum of products in between. So you can uh, utilize a uh, an actively managed uh, set of index funds or exchange traded funds that are that are then managed for you in, in, at a low rate of perhaps uh, 0.5, 0.6%. Um, and, and then there are also wholesale funds or wholesale mutual funds that instead of, uh, instead of having the middleman, uh, uh, the middleman advisor being this, being the sales agent, you strip that out and, and, uh, you're able to, uh, to invest 
directly to the wholesale fund, and you you can you can um, access these funds as low as ten thousand dollars. So you don't have to be savings uh, strong to get started. Uh, and so it's it's been a traditional traditionally this we've created this myth that you have to have money to create money, and uh, that's starting to melt away. And there's there's a spec there's more of a spectrum that you can access. And uh, remember that your financial framework is the starting point and uh, fitting the proper the proper product into your financial pr- framework is what you want to do. To do. Um, and uh, your financial framework tells you what is your time horizon? How, how long do I have to invest this money? Uh, what goals am I trying to achieve? How long, how, how, how are my goals uh, coming up next year? Are they coming up 10 years from now, 20 years from now? Uh, so develop that financial plan framework with a a financial planner and unbundle it's actually better cheaper to have a separated service rather than having it bundled um, so you, you think of uh, your uh, your internet and your TV and your phone and all that the bundled service saves you money but in the financial services industry a bundled service is something you get from mutual funds and it, you pay to, you to pay too much so do the opposite unbundle your service uh, pay for a uh, unbiased, conf- no conflict of interest financial planner to help you uh, focus on that financial planning, and also connect you to the right product at lower fees, and you'll end up with a better a better experience with your services unbundled. Unbundled, and you you'll actually get higher returns. You'll end up with higher returns because you're connected to the to the pro- the appropriate products, and you're always going to be below. Much, much further below the two and a half percent range. Uh, um, you know, depending on the depending on the type of product you, that fits you, you could be pay. You shouldn't have to pay more than about a one and a quarter percent. So that's a lot less than two. That's half of that's two half. percent. Absolutely. So cut off half your fee right now. And, and that is really an upfront fee almost, right? In many cases. And so it's it it sounds like half, but I mean you're only getting six five or six percent return. One and a half is a big number. Right then we add inflation, and that's really one and a half plus. Let's call it a couple percent inflation, mm. depending on where you are in the world. That's three and a half percent on five to six percent. That's huge. Well, that's, that's that's certainly better than than paying the two and a half percent. But yeah, for sure. Yeah, you yeah. definitely want. So that's why you want to take control of your fees to be be fully aware of what you're paying, so you're you're comfortable with the amount amount you're paying, and you're getting enough growth to 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 move your finances forward. So let's give our listeners some some strategies and tips on you know if let's say they're living paycheck to paycheck or you know there's there's not enough paycheck but more month right so they run out three weeks and there's a fourth week to come right like what 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 can we where can they find some money right even if they just start small how can you help them find some money what do you say uh, when first of all find out determine what your your expenses really are. What are your fixed expenses? What are your monthly day-to-day expenses? What are your lump sum expenses throughout the year? Develop a 12-month cycle of expenses. Um, Also, throw away your your transaction spreadsheet, banking transactions. That's not helping you because banking transactions are all about the past. Right, and what we're trying to do is control the future. So, well, that's the same thing I say in business, Tom, which is stop you know, determining how well your business is doing by looking at your statement at the end of the month from the bank. That's not telling you anything. 
right? That's telling you money went in, money went out, but without mm -hmm. some kind of a plan for your business, it's the same as a plan for your life, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, and if you uh, if you pre-save or pre-save for the for these lump sum expenses coming up, such such as vacation, um, then you don't have to wipe out your credit card, and uh, so you basically you don't want to be borrow from your future self. That's what we're trying to say. Is, right. Is if you add debt um, in the present, then you're really borrowing from your future self, and you're you're constraining what you can do in the future. So live within your means and distribute your cash flow. Distribute your cash flow. How do we do that? We set up separate savings accounts, separate banking accounts, and uh, bank, these types of uh, online bank accounts are, are free. They're, they're, not so no fees. they're not extra cost, no fees. You just need to use them as little uh, little money silos for each of your goals. And in, in most, most banks, you can nickname the account. Right. Uh, you can say, that's my vacation account. Yeah, you look it up online, it says vacation. That's my vehicle repair account. That's my um, gift account for Christmas and all that. Right. So start to tell your money where to go. So each time you get a paycheck, distribute some of the money into the gift account. Distribute some into your vehicle repair. Distribute some into your vacation and etc. Until you are you've given your income something something to do to to pre-save for what you know you're going to spend in the next 12 months. So you're actually managing your money instead of the money managing you. That's correct. I, I can tell you, years ago, uh, when I you know was a lot younger and was married, and, and we were struggling financially, we were a young couple and weren't making a ton of income between the two of us. You know, we did something very similar. We set up envelopes, right? And we had you know this you know the envelope said you know if it was a hundred dollars, we were putting away a month towards vacation. Mm -hmm. Then we had an envelope that said car repair, and and we might put twenty five or fifty dollars there. And and literally what we would do is we would take our entire paychecks other than the savings component that we would leave behind, right? And we would pull it out as cash. And we started putting envelopes. And I can tell you that was the one thing I remember that just completely transformed our finances, right? Because when the envelope was empty, the envelope was empty. And you mm -hmm. had to kind of manage that, right? If your groceries was five hundred or whatever the number is in the envelope, you better make sure you don't run out or you're going to be eating the groceries that are in the fridge. And that might be the peanut butter sandwiches for the final week, right? Mm -hmm. um, tell me something else. You know, one of the things that, that I've, I've found and heard that works well is people giving themselves, if they're in a relationship or a couple, giving themselves like that discretionary allowance. Is that helpful, right? That non-judgmental money that, that people, you know, my spouse can't tell me I can't go buy a new stereo because I've been saving my allowance for six months. Mm -hmm. Does that help? Does that work? Uh, yes, uh, and, um, what you you definitely want to do is is uh, is allow some allowance in in the context of a, of your income. Um, you know, some of some of the money is going to go into other expenses, fixed and 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 uh, variable and all that. Um, and give setting up an allowance in in this in the context of your 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 income um, allows some autonomy. Yeah, you you can. You don't have to uh, judge what your spouse, your partner, is doing with that, uh, that autonomous money. It's just they're spending money uh, within the within your overall spending plan. Instead of making your entire paycheck uh, discretionary and, and autonomous, let's let's uh, focus on a reasonable amount of that paycheck and use that as your allowance. And that gives uh, gives you a little bit of uh, freedom in the short term to uh, to live your life and enjoy enjoy a little bit of spending. Excellent. Now emergency funds, should you have one? How much should it be? Is it a percentage? What, what do you think? 
yes. Uh, so emergency emergency fund is a way to to more to stabilize and solidify your finances. Um, so we 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 don't necessarily know if our income is going to be there all the time. Um, so there could be some disruptions, and uh, so an emergency fund is a way to. Uh, well, another way to do it is spend below your means, but uh, c certainly uh, an emergency fund is, is, is a way to offset uh, periods of time where you have less income. And how um, much is the right much, amount? How much is the right amount is, uh, is, is relative. Um, I'd like to start with um, three months of your income as a starting point. And, uh, Gross or net? Um, net. 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 Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, so when you look at your, uh, your spending plan, and we're always talking about net. So uh, you're you're employed with a company that, that you get your paycheck. It's already the tax is already taken off. Now we're taking control of the after-tax income, and within within that after-tax income, uh, three months net would be a reasonable starting point. Um, now it does does depend on how much variable your income is. Is your if your income is nice and solid and, and smooth, then maybe not so much. But if you're a salesperson and your income is up and down. You need more. You need more. Uh, more cushion. Yeah, more cushion. Absolutely. Right? So, uh, so certainly, a emergency fund of some kind is important, and it also creates that so, so that extra bit of um, uh, habit forming that you want to. You, so you always have some kind of a of a, of a emergency uh, system. Okay, excellent. So we got about a minute left, Tom. So um, you know, we could talk all day. You know, mm. we haven't even gotten through. You know, our credit cards good or bad. I mean, there's so many things we could go, but you know, I, I do appreciate you being on the show because you've given our listeners now a new way to look at money and hopefully take control of that money. And so, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, you know, I'd love to have you back in the future so we can dig deeper on some of this money stuff for people. And um, yeah, thanks for being here. I'm happy to be here, Oliver. Happy to, to talk to your listeners. Now, if somebody wants a copy of that uh, Seven Stages of Financial Wellbeing chart, how do they do that? Should they reach out to us here at Sonic Coaching? We It's it's all, it's all at moneycoachescanada.ca. You can find it there on okay. our website. And uh, we'll I'll also provide a... Uh, provide a PDF to, for, uh, for Voice America. Okay, so yeah, just reach out, either go to the website moneycoaches.ca or reach out at info at sonicoaching.com and ask for it and we'll provide that to you. Next show, so excited. I'm uh, going to be talking about the Sonic Coaching 10 P's of Marketing. You know what blows my mind? Our school systems are still teaching the same four P's of marketing that they did decades ago. Some of them have called them the four E's now, but essentially they're the same four. Uh, I'm going to shatter that completely. The world has evolved. How we market has evolved. We're going to talk about the 10 P's of marketing, so you don't want to miss that show. Thanks, everyone, and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening. Ask the Coach with Oliver Baisner can be heard live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Until we talk again, have a sky-high week.